Come in, Kronstein. I've planned for Spectre to steal from the Russians their new lector decoding machine. Neither the Russians nor the British will be aware that they are now working for us. You are sure this plan is foolproof? Yes, it is. Because I have anticipated every possible variation of counter move. Except for one thing. Now, Mr. Bond here. I've never even heard of a Tatiana Romanova. Of course, girls do fall in love with pictures of film stars. So you're Tatiana Romanova. You look just like your photograph. No, it's some sort of trap. And the bait is a cipher machine. If there's any chance of us getting a lector, we simply must look into it. Welcome to Istanbul. How is she going to get the machine over to us? Leave that to me. She'll do anything I say. Anything. My friend, she's got you dangling. That doesn't matter. All I want is that lector. All? Well. An ordinary black leather case. On the side here, flat throwing knife. My orders are to kill you and deliver the lector. Oh, I do, it's my business. Let his death be a particularly unpleasant and humiliating one. Tell me, which lunatic assignment did they get you out of? Take it easy, O7. My escape route's only for one. Life in Istanbul will never be the same without you. Splendid. Transmission will start in five seconds from now. Five, four, three, two, one, hit. Uh, I'm going to leave that in. It's a growl. Is that, is that your <laughs> yeah, Christmas yeah, yeah, breach yeah, growl? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you sit here, so maybe. We'll have the mud dog face, can't So might as well start growling. People have started calling that. I know, I, I don't even know why. <laughs> <laughs> I look like a dog. <laughs> no. You're not ginger. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not particularly mad. Yeah. Oh, anyway. Hello, everyone. Welcome yeah, to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> welcome to Waffle Arm Podcast uh, with me, Meds and. Mad dog face, Kennedy. <laughs> I'm all as well, to learn to love it. <laughs> and uh, Merry Christmas, everybody. This is our Christmas episode 2016. How do you know it's Christmas? Because we've got the Ferrero <laughs> Rocher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why, uh, what's the name of the person who gives them out? The, the ambassador's ball. Well, ambassador. Yeah, Ambass- yeah, yeah. Ambassador in his ball. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're sitting here in uh, Waffle on Recording Studios. <laughs> so, nice, nice. Surrounded by a, a lovely Christmas tree and some uh, and, and one and, and one decoration. One decoration for me. <laughs> that's a lot. It is. It is. Me, you clearly enjoying uh, <laughs> yeah, celebrating uh, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, Ken, what are we talking about today? Well, so, what, what, tell me what we're we talking about and why are we talking about it? Well, we're talking about from Russia in Love because for about a month before this we wrapped our brains over Christmas films we liked mm. and we couldn't think of any but we've done them all <laughs> and then you think oh well it's all the films that meant a lot to me the film that meant to me the most at Christmas was Giant Bomb because you never saw it Yeah. and it's not like now where it's on ITV4 at uh, all times isn't yeah. it when we were a kid you saw it maybe at Easter yeah maybe 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 Christmas, Christmas definitely Christmas day in the afternoon yeah and Boxing Day you always got them and and it was like a major thing. Hmm. The, I think the reason why I, I think I've gone off them a bit is because I've saw them too much, yeah. but I haven't watched them for ages. And that's why now I watch it with some telly and I really enjoy it. Look, I watched from Russia with Blood about 
Four weeks ago, that's why I bought it up. I, yeah, I was yeah. on a Friday night and it was done a loved it oh, and I so realised how much I loved it and I thought it's because I don't see them all the while I think that's it I mean I've got them all on Blu-ray and, and, but I refuse to watch them when I see it on TV and um, it's like I think ITV4, ITV4 had a, uh, a run with them for yeah. a couple of weeks and I kind of thought oh you know should I watch it and I was tempted but I must admit once you get the Blu-ray it's a bit it does spoil it when you watch it on TV it's, I think we were saying this but it's like a lot of people think like this and never buy anything on Blu-ray. You should never buy anything mm. because then it's a. It's, but I can't be like that because no, I, I want the power to be able to watch something. Yeah. I might never do it. No, no, we've this. I've got dead bleed. I've never even opened. <laughs> it's not the point. But the point is, if I ever do, I can. Yeah. I, I mean, I was I was saying to one of our work co-workers today. Um, uh, she has one DVD. She owns one DVD, right? <laughs> and I've got seven hundred. And I said, she was going, "Where do you put them all?" And I went, "Well, you know." I have a room yeah. dedicated to it, but I've got. But at least twenty five percent of those are still in the wrapping. Yeah, yeah. But I'd oh. never. But I'm not one of these people who would say to someone like that, "Oh, you don't like films as much as me." No, no it never the, means no, that. No, that's collecting. Yeah. It's different. That we've talked about this before. Haven't <laughs> yeah, we? yeah, yeah, we have. People get obsessed with having loads of stuff. That's collecting. Mm-hmm. That's not liking the product. That's getting no, no. into collecting. I mean, stuff. I must admit, every every film DVD mm. blue bag that I own, there is a reason why I own it. I mean, a lot of them is because we do we do waffle on, and even if I don't own it, I get it, or I replace my videos. Yeah. Um, but and, but I, I have started to get to the point where um, I, I've gone to collecting classic. Well, not even they're not classic because no one knows anything about them. Sixties comedy films. I oh, know you're on about this. Yeah, right made now, by yeah. Gerald Thomas, who's the person who did the um, Carry On films, and I love that like the Starry Leslie films. A lot of them have slightly risque titles like. Uh, Round a daffodil. Ah, yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oops, she said this. Yeah, I hate that film. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. Bush, um, and he's got like Joan Sims, and he's got uh, James Robinson Justice, and all that. And um, but I really want to collect them. And sooner or later, I'm going to do. I'll do like my own little mini specials on Waffle to do with those because you ain't going to watch them. Right? No, no, no. Um, no. <laughs> on Waffle, and so look forward to that. But what I like about that is the fact that they were made by the made by the same Carry On team. And but there was only there wasn't released as carry on films because they were generally that decision was made during filming, so they just had all these productions to do, and then they just so really in essence they are still carry on films, yeah. but they they've got a little bit more budget to them. Uh, more budget to them. Yeah, because they were kind of um, um, they were as it was ended up being away from any kind of marketing kind of thing. Oh, right. So they were individual films as halfway because a lot of the carry on films were written, you know. During some like during production, you can't June. believe it. And not all of them, but there was a tour, especially towards the end, and the crappy and, and, ones. And, and the crappy ones, you can tell, really. Um, but before we do, what do we do? We now this is. I'm going to catch you out on this, but carry on. <laughs> now you're going to say we play the theme tune. But what? What would you class is the theme? Well, there you go. It's see to me, it's from Russia with Love. But, but it's but not. That's, that's not heard until no. the end. No, that's it. That's it in my head. My yeah. wife said this last night. Mm-hmm. Said, "What are you going to play?" I said, "Well, it's a promotion." And I said, yeah, "That's not the beginning bit, is no, it?" And not. I went on there and I thought, "Oh yeah," but and that's a, all I know. It has. A lot of James Bond fans do get quite knocked uh, about that. Well, not knocked, but because um, you would say, I, I would agree. You, you would say, "Yeah, promotion we look." But of course, it, it's you only hear that one when, when Bond's on the, the little boat smooching with uh, the very first ever Bond uh, Bond girl. Uh, Sylvia Trench from Doctor No. Yeah. It was meant to actually be um, his steady girlfriend throughout the, all of the Bond films. He was all, he, the plan was that he was always going to see her in his in his room in the kitchen. They what were happened walking. to that mess? What happened to that? Uh, I think it, well, it was probably <laughs> worth, yeah, it was probably worth the fact that the actress probably thought well, it's not much of a job for me. <laughs> yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. But no, but the title track which you're going to play and it's going to be a fairly long one is uh, the James Bond is back. Uh, then uh, um, sorry the title music which of course is the James Bond theme which then goes into the James Bond is back and then from the From Russia with Love instrumental so it's the actual thing that you hear at the beginning Um, and as I say you hear the Matt Monroe version at the end is the title and you hear it on the river so this is what you're going to hear at the beginning of the film
Okay, now it's in this film, uh, this is where John Barry introduced the percussive theme of 007 action music that came to be considered as the second James Bond theme, e.g. James Bond is back. Yeah. It's more like the dun 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 dun, dun, dun that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Which is, uh, which is great. And now I've got all of the uh, James Bond soundtracks. Because <laughs> mm. <laughs> that's how much of a nerd yeah, I yeah. Um, So let's talk about who directed it. Well, it was directed by Terence Young, a brilliant director, uh, very much in the James Bond theme himself as a man. Now, during this film... Um, the helicopter that he was in filming the water scenes crashed huh? in the water sank with him in it and he kept himself uh, in the, 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 the yeah. canopy kind of yeah, yeah, the yeah. air bubble got out uh, I think he nearly broke his arm or oh. seriously damaged his arm and then carried on filming <laughs> yeah different times then British yeah, people were different yeah, then weren't they yeah, yeah. you wouldn't, you wouldn't uh, get many people doing no, that no, no, no. that'd be suing people yeah. oh yes uh, it was, of course, produced by Harry Saltzman and Albert R. Broccoli. Screenplay by Richard Mayburn. Uh, and it's, of course, based on the book from Russia with Love uh, by Ian Fleming. Starred Sean Connery, Pedro mm. Armanderias. Sorry if I said your name wrong. Sean Connery. Sean Connery. Sean Connery. A.K.A. The best. The best James Bond. Now, any Waffle listeners who disagree with that, I'd say, up yours, the laws. <laughs> because... It's a, it's a fact, isn't it? We've talked about this for many, 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 I mean, many, 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 many years. <laughs> and we always whittle it down. When you check out, you add it all up, do yeah. it on a pie chart, it is Sean Connery, isn't it? It is Sean Connery. It just it is. is it just is. Especially in this film. Because my wife said to me last night, what are you doing in that one? What do you do? Live and let die. Live and let die is amazing. Really good film. Amazing. But... Could you, if that weren't James Bond, would mm. that film be any good? No, he'd feel like an older bloke <laughs> being ridiculously sending like a sore form in Harlem. <laughs> this film, you yeah. could not be James Bond, it could be Robert Smith, and mm. it'd still be an amazing it's film. It's a proper good spy film. That's exactly, and this is what I was saying, this is why I, was, why I want to do this film, because mm. it's a spy film, yeah. it just happens to be James Bond. All the others are James Bond films. Also as well, it's it's uh, proper Bond. I mean, the fact that he's... Uh, He's sneaking about. He's not very Connery nice. Yeah, he's really not that nice. He's not it? very nice. I mean, well, we'll talk about it when, yeah, you, go, yeah, yeah, when yeah. you go for the film. Um, but one, the, the filming of it is so good. The way that, you know, when Bond's walking through that museum, the, the old, the, the old uh, cathedral, and he's got them beautiful sunglasses on, which you can now buy again. Oh, okay. I bet they ain't uh, 20 no, 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 from no, Top no, Man, are they? No. <laughs> <laughs> he's looking good. But also the fact that, you know, he slaps... Uh, um, the, the woman about you know oh. pretty bad well it's misogynist he's oh, in yeah. the box isn't he yeah, yeah, exactly. you know, yeah, that's sort of gone away isn't it now and Connery is hard there's no it's tough in that well, listen, we'll talk about the best yeah. I think my all time favourite Bond scene you know, oh, yeah, yeah. Right, right, and this right. is also my all time favourite Bond film yeah I think so I think oh. I love I love you know I really like Goldeneye yeah. I really like I really really enjoy Live and Let Die mm. amazing I love uh, Spy Love Me I know Majesty's yeah I like Majesty's amazing put Mm, weak bond I love the man with the golden gun because it's really yeah. I know it's ridiculous but it's really funky yeah. and I like Christopher Lee but Spoiler that's, love me classic. yeah am I, but they're all because you like bits in it this is yeah. a whole film that's good I think it's the reason why I like Casino Royale Chicky Casino Royale my second this has got to be post wig in it where the wig in is he wore a wig in every bond film fuck no ridiculous yeah and used to just whip it off in between takes. He, so he weren't bothered? No, no, no. Connery, Connery wore a wig in quite so a few So it weren't like the Shatner thing where... No, no, no. Even Connery. though people have supposed to have saw him when he was... Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, didn't Lamar always said he saw him with bald, didn't he? Loads of times. Yeah, because uh, uh, apparently Shatner's baldness was... Uh, oh, yeah, proper Picard style. It's amazing. Yeah. Do you think you'll ever get to see it in your life? No, not what he's alive. <laughs> probably in junctions. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know a couple of his wigs went missing, apparently. Oh, and they asked for him back. <laughs> <laughs> but no, Connery, Connery wore, wore a hair... Actually, I mean, it's only a small hair piece. Yeah, so it's not a wig. He was thinning, thinning, he was receding and starting to thin at the top, so it's just the top bit that he wears a two. Yeah, he couldn't have a bald bun, that's a bit weird, isn't he? Nah, Unless, he I'm not baldest, really. but nah. he, he can't be. No, 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 no. He can't I mean, I think, well, I think, uh, I think uh, Roger Moore wore a hair piece uh, during Bond, so oh. he's not the only one. But now, Connery, Connery's never been ashamed of his uh, baldness. He was, uh, I mean, you look at Hell Drivers, which was 57, yeah. I think, or 57 or 59. He's got a big bit of hair going, but he's, he's bouffanted up. Yeah, yeah, So yeah, he's, he's, he's clearly receding, you know. And if you look at a lot of the publicity stills that they released, and also in, um, you have to remember, um, one of Connery's best films ever made is The Hill. Yeah, which yeah, is yeah. Made he in looks, oh, yeah, no, he said that's his favourite film, didn't that, he? That was made... 
Yeah. That was made in 67, so which, is only, film, which is only really three years film. after this. Yeah. And he was still doing bombing in the hill. So and he bald as a coot nut. Yeah. yeah, I think this is what uh, is weird about this. Is what I think Craig sees his stuff as like the Connery bit, doesn't he? When I he's got the other, he's a he's a good actor as well. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to I want to be able to go up and do and, you, and fair, enough, films. fair enough on that. You have to respect that. I think oh, that's a thing. like I said. I know people have a go at Daniel Craig saying, "Why does he want to go and do that?" Because he's an actor. Mm. He's a proper actor. You want to do loads of different kind of things. But the thing though, though, is, all weren't bothered. No, the thing is though, he's been <laughs> misquo- Daniel Craig's been misquoted. When he turned around and said, I'd rather claw my eyes out, whatever someone said. Mm. He'd just finished doing a year's worth of films. They'd had a nightmare on... He broke his ankle. Yeah, they'd had a nightmare on Spectre yeah, as well. It was a bit of a nightmare, yeah, it was a bit of a nightmare. And he wasn't saying it as I hate it. He loved Bond. He said on many interviews how much he enjoyed And recently he said, I really enjoy it. I'm not ruling myself out. But at the moment he's doing The Fellow. Yeah, and he's got yeah. TV series. He's got TV series going on. He's got other avenues to go to. Bond's still going to be there. No, I, I think if he doesn't commit by the end of next year or mid next year. To fit, yeah, 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 I think no. then they'll probably start looking. So and they're probably already looking anyway. Because we're saying this, it should be in his late 30s or 40s. Exactly, be. exactly. Um, now then, obviously, uh, John Barry did the music for this. It came out on the 10th of October 1963 uh, as the London premiere. It runs 115 minutes. Of course, it had a budget of $2 million. But made seventy eight point nine million. This is why they made those more bomb films. Exactly. Uh, now here's the list of people who are in this uh, film and a little bit of a description of who they are. Uh, Connery, of course, plays uh, James Bond. Daniela Binashi plays Tatiana Romanova. Now, what do you think of her as a Bond girl? I think she's beautiful looking. Yeah, but the thing is, she's beautiful. I've got a brain. <laughs> no, that, that, no that's, I, I think. But she is only a Soviet embassy clerk. Yeah, but the point is, she's a woman. She seems like a woman. Mm. Yeah, like yeah. a lot of them. They're just like I said, the bum girls. In the, my problem with, I think, with Daniel Craig has been with the bum girls. They've been poor because they're no different. The fly men. They're standing there looking beautiful. Well, and no, then, Vespa Lynn weren't. Vespa Lynn was the best one. I thought the Monica Bellucci. Yeah, but. <laughs> Yeah, Monica is amazing, but what, for 10 minutes? Yeah, the way what, that... Hide, what a fucking amazing Yeah, but, yeah <laughs> but yeah, but the other one, isn't it all the way? Could, I can't even name her, I can't even name her. And I think they need to go back to being like Vespa Lynn, like where she was like, had a brain, and she was as dangerous as Bond, in a different yeah. way. Uh, and, pussy galore. Yeah, that's what it is, that's how they used to, like in the 60s, I think... Maybe Doctor No with you know Ursula Anderson and all that. It was also, yeah, but she was meant to be. She was yeah, a girl that was who was it. born on the, lived on the beach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. But I said there were seem like women who had brains and other yeah. interests. Like now they're just standing around looking beautiful. But she, which is no problem with that. No, no, but, but she in this film has uh, thinks her mouth is too small. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he goes uh, just the right size for me. Well, this is the mistake. Yeah, what I wonder. Yeah. <laughs> now actually, that scene in the bedroom is the scene they use for every Bond audition. Oh, was it? That's the scene I use, and because that's the chemistry scene to yeah. see if you've got chemistry. Um, when they uh, auditioned uh, Danielle Binashi, who's actually voiced by Barbara Jefford in it, she's dubbed in it. Is she? Yeah, she is. Yeah. Um, she. Well, well, I suppose uh, just the accent was too strong. Uh, uh, they, they recorded lines, but it was just too strong, and they needed to change it. Um, the person who acted the opposite her is the person who plays Blofeld. Ah. Who you don't see. That's all right. But would you like to know who plays Blofeld in his film? No, no. And also in the next film. Who? It is Anthony Dawson and voiced by Eric Pullman. You know who Anthony Dawson is, Cal? No. He was already in Doctor No. Is he? He's the one that Bond shoots when he comes in the bedroom to shoot Bond and he shoots him several times and it went in the arse. That's that's him. He was a really good friend of uh, Broccoli and also Connery. Oh. And uh, and did all the stand-ins for Connery on the rehearsal sets. So there you go, that's a fact straight away. That's a really good fact, that is, actually. Um, Pedro (coughs) Armadez, if I say it now, plays the wonderful Ali Karim Bay, British intelligence station chief in Istanbul. And his son, his real-life son, appears in Licence to Kill. Um, Wonderful character. And such a shame they killed him off, but do you know why they killed him off? Well, he wasn't just going to kill him off, but... The reason around the the actor. I know there was something about it because I have read that somewhere, but I don't know what it is. Well, um, Pedro signed on to uh, star in this film, and um, I mean, I think the chemistry between him and Bond is amazing. Yeah, they, yeah. they clearly get on straight away. Yeah. They, there's no kind of like messing around. They're joking with each other. They're drinking with each other. You have to take them to that gypsy place, and you know, Ali Kram knows exactly what's going to be happening on going there. The actor, Pedro, was uh, was diagnosed. He weren't feeling too well during the film. He went for a uh, screening course, like film, side film and using him. Mm. And the family had terminal cancer oh. in his legs. He was right through his legs. 
which is the reason why when you're watching the film he's limping quite a bit uh-huh. as the film went on he got more and more ill and he was adamant he wanted to finish it because he wanted financial security for his family now it could be broccoli would have made sure his family was all right anyway because it's it's well known throughout the whole of the film. He's supposed to be a nice bloke, he wasn't was, he? He was mm-hmm. the most, which is why I think... Yeah, that's in the Roger, Mo- like that. Roger Moore book about that, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. He um, was saying that he had a thing of being a, a monster, but he wasn't. No, 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 no. He wasn't, and, wasn't Barbara is very much like like a dad as well, where she, lo- she loves to look after, keep the same crew and look after him. I mean, he was well known thing with, uh, with Cubby Broccoli. One day the catering trucks got, couldn't turn up, they got lost, and he went and bought loads of them and made everyone spaghetti. Yeah, because yeah, that's the kind of guy he was. Yeah. So he would have looked after him. But there's many scenes towards the, the middle of the film, because obviously the end, you know, the ending of all this kind of stuff is filmed out of order, where um, they, they ended up trying to film all of his scenes earlier on. And towards his last film, they're actually standing behind him, holding him up. That's how that. ill he was. That was like uh, Richard Burton in 1984 as well, yeah, wasn't yeah. Oh, yeah, there was yeah. There was two people moving his arms. Yeah, and his tail. You can't it? believe nah. that. In a film, they'd never allow that now. Nah. You'd but, never, but they'd never get in the house. strength of the artist, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, he, he ended up, uh, he committed suicide. Uh, oh. When he finished the film, he booked himself into hospital and, uh, and realised that he was going to be a slow, painful death and smuggled a gun in and shot himself through Good. the chest. Oh, fair play. Um, it's easy. Apart from the fact that people who got to find him, but you can, you <laughs> yeah, can yeah, probably yeah. understand why. But I, I, and it's such a shame because I honestly believe that, that having um, Karen Bate in another film would have been fantastic. Having him and Phoenix Leiter have mm. that almost like Bond's core team mm. would have been brilliant. Because yeah, uh, yeah. I think the chemistry between them two is, is just amazing. And it's such and you really feel for it when you when you when you when he dies on the train, you know, and you know that it, and Bond knows that no, the, the, this something's not right. They didn't kill each other on that one. Something's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's such a shame about that. Um anyway, you've got the usual ones. Bernard Lee, of course, as M. Um, Lois Maxwell of his morning penny Desmond Llewellyn as Major Boyfriend this is the first appearance of Dennis um, Llewellyn Desmond Llewellyn sorry uh, portrait of Major Boyfriend this is the first time you see him alright oh, because he was a different actor in Doctor No that's it's like it's yeah yeah that's the thing I did that's I didn't think about that yeah mm. there you go there you go you see. no 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 this, yeah. I'll tell you what I did but well, it's because you take podcast yourself you can, <laughs> it's a shame well, you don't <laughs> But it's because you. But it's another one of things where you automatically take for granted Desmond Llewellyn being yeah. in the Bond. Film. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, and as I've already mentioned, um, who plays Blofeld? Uh, of course, well, I'm going to have to hand this on over to you, uh, Robert Shaw as Donald Red Grant. What's that? Robert Shaw playing yeah. Grant. Yeah. What about oh, you? You're a fan of Robert Oh Scott. no, I am. <laughs> no, I was just thinking then. Yeah, you forget. But I'm going to be uh, Robert Shaw loving. Because we've done that on uh, Jaws, didn't we? Well, interesting fact. The reason why he got cast in Jaws was because this was one of uh, Steven Spielberg's favourite films. He's amazing, isn't it? Mm. Even though, you know, he he wasn't he wasn't a fan of Bond, you know, Robert Shaw, because I've read his biography, you know, mm. and he had a funny relationship with Bond. He he used it to further his career. Oh yeah. And that's all it was, because he thought it was but he was a bit he was quite arrogant, weren't he, Robert Shaw? Oh absolutely. And I think he, he felt it below him, you know. Mm. And uh, him and Sean Connery never really got on, you know. Never well, that's, got... that's probably good. Cause I, don't mind that. I don't want that. See, yeah. I think a film with friction in it works brilliantly. Yeah. Like a band, isn't it? A, like Oasis. Mm. Oasis were good when they were great because they're fucking ramming all the while. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. makes the music. And it makes and, that tension. And I think tension. with that, but yeah, I, you know, Robert Shaw's amazing. I, like I said, I, know, I don't want to go over and over and over again because mm. people go, I'm going about Robert Shaw again. <laughs> but he's... Such a perfect Bond villain. Oh, he's fantastic. Because he's round, he's well round yeah. as well. He ain't like I know people love Jaws and that. I love Jaws when I was a kid, hmm. but what's it now? It's a joke. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. he ain't even that threatening, really, apart from a metal teeth. He don't don't. He can't him, walk. He <laughs> can't move. Can't... <laughs> but the thing we granted, I mean, he, one, he's a well built fellow, isn't he? Which is kind of like when you think about it. Jaws came out in seventy seven, was it? Yeah. This is sixty three, so it's only thirteen years later. That well, Robert Shaw went I wonder from... what happened then. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, but if anything shows about what drinking does to a man, oh, yeah, that yeah, is yeah. it, isn't it? You yeah. see, yeah. Heavy drinking will... In Ram and Shaburton, it'll, it'll kill you. Whiskey Absolutely. drinking. Oh, yeah, whiskey, whiskey drinking. Whiskey drinking. Um, of course, man. Lottie Lenya plays uh, Rosa Klebb, uh, one of the most notorious... Uh, a smirch, well, was a former smirch and now, and now an officer inspector. Of course, she's got the one with the pointy shoe, and she's a horrible, nasty piece of work. Oh, she's a brilliant villain, now. and a brilliant villain. She's like the one out of Fair Mama from the Train, as well. She's like your Yoda Kev's favourite. But the way, uh, and again, typical thing is that in real life, she was an 
absolute Lovely. wonderfully kind woman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's it. It's a full of brilliant villains. This film. Oh yeah, it's a two yeah. brilliant villains. Look, wait, you right. She's worse than Robin Shaw because Robin Shaw is just doing his yeah. job. Well, she seems to love it. It's the way when she goes to see what, what Grant is like. She just puts them knuckle dusters on. <laughs> And when you see her punch him in the stomach, I mean, clearly that's there's contact there as well. Yeah, yeah. Because you do see Robert Shaw go, ooh. I'm not doing the Roger Moore. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Roger Moore. Yeah, yeah. That's what Roger Moore does, but yeah, he's obviously not, yeah. Because no one really makes a knot like that. But yeah, he was a proper, you'd say proper punching her. But yeah, she was She was apparently a really nice lady. Now, one of her scenes in this film as was you, you you probably now want to go and watch this again yeah yeah is because they had they were rewriting this film and because um pedro was so ill they'd already filmed certain bits and things didn't make sense so they had to go back and refilm it now they already knocked down the set in blofeld's office uh-huh. so and they had one small bit of the filming where you don't see anyone wait to clear picture uh-huh. apart from her sitting there so what they did was they got her to refilm her scenes and pasted her in yeah if you don't if you've never seen that you will never spot it. Now I've got to it's say that's te- technically that's pretty good for them. Yeah. So now it's bloody you can. But then wow. that's difficult to oh, have yeah, that yeah. join. I mean, it's the fact that she doesn't say anything. It's the bit where she's turning around saying the plan will work as long as and she does that quite little look over towards yeah. the other chap. Uh, uh, does exactly this. And the reason why she's not moving an awful lot is because if she moves, then you're going to see her again behind the pace to where yeah, she's Yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh, she has to right. stay in that kind well, of that's like... technically pretty impressive. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. No. Oh, she's a, brilliant, she's a brilliant character, isn't she? So I know, it's like a character. You never get that in a film now. They'd never allow that. No. Also, this is the thing as well. The, there's a bit in the 20th anniversary film, which I think is... Oh, that awful one to, um, to die, die another day. Brr- where, you see all, where you see all the props from the old barn film. And, uh, and Bosman picks up the shoe and smells it and goes, ooh, and he's got the point here. What... What does that mean then? When they shot her, he, they went and went, Oh, I love that yeah. shoe. You know, he's like, <laughs> Yeah, but that film, though, is awful. It's got the worst effect shot ever. Oh, let's if, not talk about it. That means amazing that film of the season's got better effects, hasn't it? <laughs> That's what I think about that film. And that had massive budget. Where did the budget have gone? Oh, yeah. yeah Where did yeah. it gone in that film? <laughs> Madonna. Madonna. <laughs> Using a song she wrote years ago. Yes. Um, now, Vladek Shebel plays Kronstein, who's the chess grandmaster. Um, that scene, the, the set on that cost, I mm. think, oh, I can't remember exactly how much it cost, but it was a ridiculous amount of money. Of course, the ceiling is painted on uh, mm. after after filming. And the chess move in which he, he wins in one move there is an actual chess. It's a, re, it's a copy of a game that happened about oh, three months is. earlier. Yeah, it's a proper game that is, and that's the move that he oh, used on right, it. Yeah. He dies, of course, by um, by being kicked in the uh, leg by the, the other guy, the, the goon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hard goon, yeah, yeah. who's the guy who plays the Soviet leader later on in the Bond films. Oh, yeah. I love the hired goon. Hired goon. A hired goon, brilliant. The bit of really hard was in but the Austin Powers were yeah. Was so that you know I watched that again recently. Right. I know we're going up, but I know the others are poor. But that first Austin Powers film is still amazing yeah. because of stuff like that. Where is he? You know, <laughs> he's coming. He's coming for his birthday. I'm afraid he's not coming back. There's some amazing <laughs> stuff in it, like the three point turn. We should do. We should do. Yeah, I think like so that. because yeah, yeah. it's hilariously funny. Also, what is what is uh, funny? I, I think the higher gin thing for me is from The Simpsons when he goes like, "Who's it? Hi, Groot." <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Um, and of course Eunice Grayson with Sylvia Trench again we, the first time we saw Sylvia Trench was the very first Bond girl at the poker table in Doctor No yeah yeah, yeah. Um, so gun battle sequence of course once again he's not not Sean Connery no yeah. well, which, the, which really upset me when you saw me that I know yeah and, and the, the next film as well which I think is Goldfinger after this he's also not Connery uh, it's the one after which is Connery this, oh, is, this is the stuff well, it's probably, probably couldn't be after so what do you think about the opening of this set, set of course uh, it's meant to be a course Spectre Island. Uh, it is in fact the uh, behind the main office building. Yeah, but, that, the, but this is what I think. With the, it, you know, Spectre's a weird thing, Spectre, isn't it? Because like in all the old films, it come across as a massive organisation, didn't it? Hmm. Didn't it really? Well, yeah, really in the one, powerful. I mean, yeah. and in that new one, it was basically just one bloke, a couple of blokes in um, in the desert. Yeah. Who've got this amazing and that's it? Like all these things are happening in that new Spectre film, mm. but there's no one around. Yeah. There's no one there. So why all the houses organised? Like they're having these secret meetings. Mm. But what they don't actually do anything. No, no, no. It is. Sorry, I've got that. So Spectre really annoyed me that film, and I don't want to go on about that again. <laughs> um, yeah, no. Like I said, I, I love all the. Yeah, I suppose so because it's like the classic Bond beginning, isn't it? Mm, yeah, it, that, that's well, the thing. Well, that, I think the, the thing is having having. I think it's a good thing as well where you got Bond walking around by them hedges mm. and then Grant's following him, right? 
And you look in it, and I remember when I was young watching it, because this was actually the first Bond film I ever saw. I think it might have been, right? You know, I always think it was Dr. No, but I don't what, think what it was. was. What was your, yeah, because this was I saw on TV. Yeah, So what was your first Bond film you saw at the cinema? Do you remember? Uh, uh, Moonra- I think the Moonraker. Was it? I think uh, so. 79? I think so. My mum took me, because I was really... Oh, was it? Oh, no. No, it wasn't. No, it was... Um, I think it might have been Never Say Never Again, you know? Uh, Which what, is 1992? Yeah, yeah, I don't think it's enough, but it is. Yeah. But I think, it, I, think it might, yeah, I think it might have been that, never right. saying never again. Because I really remember and Pat Roach, the Pat Roach bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing fight scene. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know people don't like that. Yeah, he dies. I read on bond, bond, the Bond sites last night, but he was looking back at his friend. They all hate Never Say Never Again. Oh, it's a really good film. Oh, it's a good film. Yeah, apart from Pat Roach dies just by having some casual glass in his back, which is a bit weird. Uh, but, but Octopussy was my first film. First, first cinema. Film. Yeah, that, yeah, and then I saw every single one from Octopussy. Yeah, bit of actually, Octopussy's not a bad film. Yeah, it's just a bit dated, isn't yeah. it? It's People just moan bit... about the clown bit and the, the gorilla suit. Yeah, I just think they're trying to open it up in that eighties, mm. make it a bit more frat family or it, There's no doubt that they're making it wow. more of an action franchise. Every, every film they? in the early eighties was like that, wasn't it? Temple and, of exactly. Doom. They had loads. Of, yeah, they had all the problems in the eighties, Bundy, yeah. didn't they? Then you had it with Timothy Dalton, where they had to think about AIDS going, so that to change the character mm. again. And I think that's why the eighties always had them problems, didn't yeah, they? Yeah. yeah. Uh, now, we've we, we this Bond walking around and Grant comes along and then strangles him with the wire from his watch. I remember watching this thinking, why, Jesus, they should sack the makeup artist because he looks like he's wearing a lot of makeup on there. Because it does. Wearing, well, it's meant to simulate the plastic mask he's wearing. And that's oh, why is he, it? Yeah, really and, and then you see the guy take the, the mask yeah, off yeah, yeah, yeah. and you get that strange sound effect. That was filmed twice. For some reason, because when you took the mask off, the guy yeah. looked too much like Connery. So the, the next guy, the one you see in the film, has got a moustache. But don't you think, though, no, the, the set-up of this, where they're trying to find like this like killer to kill him and all mm. that, he's basically the same as in the Man of the Garden Gun. <laughs> oh, in essence, I've always yeah. thought that, but I was going, actually, it's the same but beginning have, bit, isn't it? It's the same beginning. I have a little bit of an issue with this bit, because why, why, why is he wearing a mask of Bond? Yeah, you don't well, need to you don't know need to, do you? Because yeah, yeah. it's clearly in the place. Because all the lights come up and they go, that yeah. is very good, well done. Yeah. Well, why, why don't you just have a bloke go mad? Does not matter, does kill him? So, yeah, yeah. And if it was that great, he'd have a sniper rifle, bad him all away, and then shoot him. Why would you go, oh no, <laughs> we want you to go and beat up one of the hardest men in the world. <laughs> all right. But that's, yeah, but you're not meant to think too much about yeah. it, are you, really? But oh, no, yeah. but it is an amazing beginning. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah. I don't know, it's really uh, iconic, I think, that beginning. Mm. And Robert Shaw looks amazing, doesn't he? Oh, he does, yeah. Straight away, you think, who's this dude, you know? Yeah. Um, we also get, obviously, I mentioned to you about the chess game, where the other, where he's, you know, he's made to come in. Um, but this is, this is, in essence, a follow-up, a sequel to Doctor No, this film is. So it's a bit like the way Quantum of... Quantum of Science Yeah, yeah. Because they mentioned Doctor No in the Blofeld conversation where he says and of course uh, there's only one person who wants to do this and it's going to be James Bond and we can get revenge from the the death of our comrade Dr. No so in essence this is a sequel to um, Dr. No yeah because when I was a kid I just assumed they're all sequels to each other but they're not are they in my head I just thought it was a sequel I'm currently trying to work out and I put this on the JBR um, Birmingham website where I'm trying to figure out if I can put all the Bond films in a well I've used the Aston Martin as a basis of it right because Casino Royale is clearly the, he's supposed to be now the first Bond yeah, film yeah, because yeah, of yeah. that he's not a double O agent. No, yeah, yeah. And he wins the, the, the DB5 in that game. But that's not the DB5 he'd see in Goldfinger because the DB5 he wins in Casino Royale is a left-hand drive. Yeah. So in my mind, I'm thinking he loved that car and he's thinking... He's that's why the Skyfall bit don't make any sense with the old car, does it? Well, no, he does because it's what I'm saying. Right, I don't think Skyfall's a, a follow-up to, to Quantum because there's a big gap in between it now. He's aged for a start. Yeah, yeah. So you could easily go from... Um, Casino Royale he likes that car that's quite nice right and then you got Quantum of Solace mm-hmm. then you could jump into easily Doctor No from Russia with Love because he's got his Bentley back then mm-hmm. like you see the Bentley mm-hmm. and then going to Goldfinger he's happy he gets his car I remember that car he's Goldfinger so you've already got those five coming no, I know it's quite hard to be yeah but the way he's about to do it I suppose he's doing it with the doing it with the books because the books were sequels weren't they uh, That'd be interesting. I don't know if any Bond so. fans out there who've read all the books. You've yeah. read a few of them, haven't you? I'm only, I'm only on the second one. I'm yeah, I'd like to know if there's any Bond fans in our community. Club. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I've, I've read the books, all the books, as much, as far as they are. I know some of them are short stories, aren't they? Yeah, the last right, one. the last one. Yeah. Right, and is there a way? Can you tell in the books if they're sequels to each other? Are there just stories in yeah. a time? Yeah, that that's means, like, there must be something. You know, someone to know. 
Somebody far more intelligent than us. Yeah, they ain't very hard. <laughs> uh, like I mentioned, the classic. I bet it's bloody. But you know it's going to be, yeah. Uh, bloody email. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he better not be in reading all the books. I'm not going to say anything. Well, otherwise, <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be him in it. He's going to. Now, you get the classic uh, Connery throwing the hat on the sand with M in there. Brilliant scene. Bernard Lee is just brilliant as M. He really is. He really oh, is. Oh, no, the thing is, he comes across it. That, I know later on it become a bit of a joke, but he's his boss. Oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. later on, he's answering him back, and I thought, I don't matter, he's worked that his way up that far in the army, because he is in the army, oh, yeah, isn't yeah, he, yeah. right? He would have followed rules. He wouldn't be answering him back like that. And that's what I like in the early ones. He's like a boss. Well, this is what I mean. He's a bit fucking annoyed with him yeah. a lot of the time. This is what I'm a bit... Uh, uh, I'm quite sad about the, the newer Bonds. In fact, you don't see him as Commander Bond. You don't see him in his naval Definitely. Uniform. And it's like, as well. Right, what's that company he works for as a cover? Where's that my... Oh, um... Uh, uh, he's got a company he works yeah, for, hasn't he? Uh, United... In- yeah, something like that, isn't yeah. it, right? Is that ever mentioned anymore? I don't think it is. So no. this is why I was, I think, in that movement, they need to go back to him being a spy mm. and doing spy things like being a bit undercover. Sneaky, sneaky. Sneaking about, around, yeah. using other pseudonyms, yeah. using other people yeah, to get Because if, if you get a little bit out of one way, you think to yourself, oh yeah, he's the, he's the best spy in the world. <laughs> yeah, everyone knows. He's got his own suite everywhere <laughs> yeah, he comes. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's got his own tailor. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, James Bond's in town and yeah. everyone suddenly hides. It's I just wish to go back to being like, doing his spy work. Yeah. I think that's what it needs to do, than fighting... Big baddies in the desert. <laughs> you really annoyed me because I like it. it's a bit like the uh, bit like the Paul Rabdoll song: two steps forwards, two steps back. back. <laughs> so, uh, and that's what. Uh, see how many people know? I, I no, just yeah. age myself there. Um, but that's what I think. It's just gone back to being oh god. But there will be a reboot again because there always is in every few yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. Now, but you know, let's not go to it because it's like and basically we're having this. I tell you, listeners, the weird thing is, at uh, lunchtime, we've been talking about exactly the same thing. <laughs> so just, we're going to say it the same time. We're just taking it. We should have just recorded it. That would be half an hour. Again, like I mentioned earlier on, we, we meet Q in which he offers him the suitcase, uh, which is uh, a classic suitcase. You get the knife in it, you get the um, the bullets. You believable. The, believable. Believable. Yeah, spy yeah. stuff that actually exists. Uh, you got the Not invisible cars. Yeah, no, stop. <laughs> Stop pissing on this thing. But yeah, <laughs> you don't want to talk about that. Um, I know throughout the whole of this film, there's quite a lot of use of the 007 theme tune, which is fine, but it's a bit, a, yeah. you know, a bit but too. But it's got my, 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 my second favourite film, uh, bit in this film, is a bit where he's walking around the room looking for the listening devices with the music playing, yeah, which is yeah. amazing it is really because good. it's no use, but it's so cool. Yeah. He's got the best suit in the world in that. Oh, His yeah. suits are so. Fitted brilliant, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He really wore a suit. Wow, didn't they? Well, he was because to it was big, weren't he? He was, he was big. a big well, bodybuilder, wasn't he? Yeah, oh, yeah. And a milkman. But I mean, this was a thing that um, uh, Cubby Broccoli made, uh, or Saltzman made Connery wear a suit to bed. Did they? Yeah, because he'd never wore suits before. I so, suppose I mean, that was a working class. Yeah, but he was going to Savile Row and having all these suits made. Um, by Anthony, oh, I can't remember the name now. Sorry, Sinclair. Anthony Sinclair. What if you can still get that cut of that? Yes, you can. Anthony Sinclair still do it. And it was seven hundred pounds for that suit, and it's a sixty suit as well. Seven hundred quid because it's the blessing. Oh yeah, and the thing is, though, it's a sixty suit, so it'd stand out like a sort. No, it wouldn't. No, it doesn't. That's the thing because Craig wears the same suit in the later films. Oh, is it? oh. yeah, with the doing the cuff bit. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's like that's incredible. Actually, it's a Tom Ford. But that scene, oh, it's Tom Ford. Yeah. Mm. That scene is amazing now because he's so casual about it. Now, so I, mm, yeah, looking it. around, now I actually turn around and admit to my wife that when I stop in hotels on my you own, do, you do I that. do that. that yeah, <laughs> I know it's an amazing scene. Like I said, I love all the stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's and, like, and then when he phones up and says uh, it's just it's just not good enough, and he goes, well, the only food you got with the boys for well, that'll have to do. Yeah. I was there because I love it. He knows what he's doing. He's thinking right. Someone could be bugging me. Yeah, yeah. And that's what it is. It's sort of gone away. Now, Although he let he drops his guard a little bit later on, that oh, yeah. the knobs all thinking with oh, yeah, that's it. Well, there's a camera film going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh dear, mate. Um, I'm gonna jump a little bit here now and talk about the gypsy fight again, filmed in Pinewood because they had to bring everything forward, and that set was knocked up in two days, which is amazing when you think yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah. What do you think about the whole gypsy fight between the two women? I mean, do you think it's quite quite a because there's bits in where Kareem turns around and says, "Whatever happens now, do nothing and say nothing." Do you think? Why? Yeah. Why can't you say something like, oh, what's going on here? Yeah, yeah, no, no, no it's a, it's a, yeah, I like it because you don't really, you're very rarely see women having a fight. Yeah, and that's but, what we're going for it. Yeah, and I'm not talking 
freaking bitch fights at school. We go, quick, they're all going to rip the bras off. Because that's what it was when you were out. That's what it was at school. You just like, there's two girls having a fight. You're all there. Yeah. Quick, quick. You <laughs> boobs. <laughs> right? But this is a proper fight. Oh, and yeah, that's yeah. what I like about this film. Everything's proper in it. Two weeks rehearsal to do that fight. Yeah, you can tell. It's a colleague. It's dancing, really, fight. Yeah, my yeah. my favourite things in a film, in all films, full stop, is a fight scene. Yeah. And not the violence of it. It's a in the amount of time it takes to do it mm. and not hurt hurt each other. Well, that's that's the key. Anyone can do have a pretty tear up and punch each other in the face. But what I love about this this scene is the fact that Connor is like shooting. Seems to have an endless supply of bullets as well. Yeah, but that's the fun thing, isn't it? Uh, yeah. And uh, he, he's just about to get killed by someone. Of course, Grant's watching him, and Grant saves his life. I think he saved his life twice. Yes, yeah, yeah. And he mentions that to him on the train. I love that. It's just the way that Robert Shaw is just again not saying anything, just looking out, and just his presence. He does that so well in this yeah, film. Yeah. He really does. And I've lost the iPad again. Yeah, yeah. And he's got amazing blonde hair. Yeah. What's yeah. the name for him to have blonde hair? That's a very weird thing, isn't it? The way they thought his hair yeah, it's, almost, it's almost slightly... I don't know. You kind of get this... It's to make him so he's completely different than Bond. I think that's what yeah, it means, isn't yeah. it? And he's like the opposite of him. Even though he's sort of... He's very similar to him oh, in a yeah, way, isn't yeah. he? Because he's just doing his job. Isn't he? That's, he's just mm. doing his job. Because that's... When it comes down to it, Blonde's an assassin, isn't he? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. there to murder people, isn't yeah, he? Well, that's the thing. That's that's he's got a licence to kill for the reason. Yeah, he's a yeah. blunt weapon, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. um, I'll put it here, Bond has excellent sunglasses. That's the bit where he's sneaking, doing some sneaking about and old Grant's in there again, kills that bloke and he's thinking, what's, what's going on here? Yeah, he's yeah, suspicious. Yeah. And then you get Connery in a hat, that lovely green chilby that he wears. Yeah, I love a chilby. I love that chilby. I've got chilby. I love my chilby. A lot of my that, that's a really expensive chill day. I bet you've had a look in. Yeah, of course I have, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, what does make me laugh is the fact that when when he's recording, he's, he's getting um, Tanya to sort of like say the information about the, the yeah, lecture. Yeah, yeah. Because he's obviously trying to get this lecture, which is like basically like the enigma machine. Yeah, right? yeah, is it? And he's doing that. But the way that they're listening to it, and he goes, uh, will you make love to me, James? And he goes, morning and night. Tell you <laughs> it's like just so dismissive. But what makes me laugh at it, it's a wonderful scene. And then he goes, uh, um, I bet you've had many interesting... It's something like interesting events. He goes, well, there was that one time in Singapore when me and them went. And he just goes, I turned it off! <laughs> <laughs> um, there is a thing called Al-Karim dies in the championship where he talks about and then when he sla- he walks in and he's really annoyed that his friend's died mm. and he thinks she's up to it and he gives her that slap mm. and it's a proper proper slap like a slap around the chops that is but what does slightly annoy me is the fact she goes but I love you I love you I love you and you think they're going oh well like yeah I think there were still loads of people in the industry it was like oh yeah they love you really yes and I think you know I know that's probably in the books but that was wrote in some of the books wrote in the 30s it was very different. Yeah, but he was like uh, that in well, 50s. 50s, I don't know. But he was like that himself, though, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, he was, yeah. He was not a nice person, was it? Like I said, there's that amazing thing with uh, when he was younger. Um, uh, oh, with... Um, you yeah, watched it, didn't you? Yeah, with, uh, you know, it's Preacher, isn't it? Yes. Him, anyway. Can't Dominic. Remember. Dominic Cooper? Dominic Cooper. And he was horrible to him. Yeah, yeah, And there's no doubt he put that in his cave, didn't they? But there's no need for it. Nah. There's no oh, need I think, for... I think... I mean, this sounds horrible. I think the slap is needed because it shows you that Bond yeah. ain't nice. Yeah, but not, not that the But not that I love you, I love you. I mean, it's not what we mentioned before when I mean, we talked about the, uh, I think uh, I think we were talking about School for Scandals where we mentioned about the, you know, the Bondy rapes. You know, he goes, kiss, kiss, kiss them hard enough, they'll love you. I think it's a different, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, a like, different time. I know, well, it was an older generation in a sort of, the times were changing yeah, and you, they were lost in that but time. But do you think though, that the reason why it's important to have him do that, and I would have it again, is because he's not nice. No, no, He's no. a womaniser. He's a misogynist. He's a he, he kills people. He beats people. Alcoholic. Up. He's an alcoholic. Yeah. So you know, hey ho, there you go. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I suppose some people love a bastard. You, mean, you never thought about that with Roger. You know, all them things that are great about him. You never thought about any of them about Roger Moore and that. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, no. no well, 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 the funny thing is, of course, he's in Live and Let Die. Uh, Roger Moore's character goes to break that girl's arm. Oh, it's his best. So clearly, yeah. But this was the way you can see that that was that film was wrote with Connery in mind. Well, that was going yeah. to be Connery. Yeah, yeah, it was going to be Connery or Lazenby, and it was, it was, that screenplay was done with, with that old format of yeah, Bond. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't until possibly maybe two films later, yeah. maybe even to Spy Who Loved Me, where Roger Moore's Bond becomes Roger yeah. Moore's Bond. I love, I love living it, though. I love Roger Moore in that because it's funny, but, man, imagine that with Sean Connery. That's just got to be amazing. would be amazing. amazing. Yeah. You know, because the bitch is walking around Harlem. You never believed it. You just yeah. thought, hey, it's just Roger Moore, isn't it? Imagine Licence to Kill with Connery. 
And I love Dalton. I think Dalton's amazing. Yeah, yeah, I I imagine, that, imagine the hardness of that. Because I, I think Dalton is on the same level as you wouldn't piss Dalton off. I mean, look at Dalton now in like Penny Dreadful. And, yeah, yeah, no, and, he's and, even, and even in um, he's a great, Hot Fuzz. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, he's a big built bloke. Uh, and I know he's a brilliant but Like I said, the beginning of you to a kill. Not you to a kill. Fuck off. <laughs> the beginning of, uh, like, uh, you know, um, not License to Kill. Living Daylight. Living Daylight. Yeah. That scene in Gibraltar is amazing scene. Oh, it's, it's so full on, it's isn't it? It's that, so full on. Whole, no, 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 he's really tough. And then he goes, hello. Yeah. <laughs> the That's why I look like that. The That's whole, what Conrad's The whole of Living Daylight is a... Yeah, Few Two Kills a good film. It's just it's a bit me. Living Daylight, uh, uh, License to Kill. License to Kill. It's a bit me. Andrew, you isn't obsessed? it? No, Due to the Kill. No, because it's so bad. Because you know, it's, I'm not saying because he's always been about it. Look at look at him. Look at him. Look at the worst fucking stunt double in the world ever. <laughs> you know what? I spent. I spent. I think I spent. <laughs> oh, no, I spent in. I was in a pub in Brisbane called at the Storybridge Hotel with Ed, Michelle, Stefan, Donovan, Peter, and they had playing on loop. On the wall in the background, a view to a kill. So you saw Do that. Do you know how many times I saw that film? Six times. So you saw the amazing scene with the cast the fits into yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. It seems to be the same scene all the time. Because we look at it and go, what view to a kill's on? And it didn't see time, didn't seem to go by. Yeah. It's either that or. Oh, the it, it was just that scene on loop. <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. The worst we get. Yeah. Did you notice as well that when, when Grant goes to kill someone, he puts them gloves on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's his kind of. That's his so kind professional. Of thing. Professional. Don't want to leave his fucking fingerprints on him. What do you think about his name? No, he's a student, Captain Nash. Yeah, that's another guy. And Bonds of Somerset. Yeah, that's it, Somerset. <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. Now, I think, I think Captain Nash has the most ridiculous British accent in this. It's sort of like uh, old man. Like, and like Connery goes, old man. Yeah, yeah. I think all that stuff's in the American market, weren't it? Well, I think, I think it's also, also meant to be that kind of thing where he doesn't quite know how to act like an Englishman. Well, he's, I mean, he's not an Englishman, is no, 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 he? No, no, no. I like what um, Mark Gatty said, why you like Sean Connery, because he looked foreign. Yeah. And he does. Oh, yeah, he's yeah. got a st- whatever his ethnicities in his family, Connery, from a long time, mm. from Spain or Italy... But he looked sort of... That's how you want Bond to be. Because he, most of the time he weren't in Britain. He was around the world. Oh, yeah, yeah. And but, he, it's, but it's also with Grant, though. That Grant doesn't know how to... I mean, there is that kind of thing where he turns around and says, uh, we're not ordering the dinner. And he goes, uh, after you, old man. I mean, I mean, who, when was the last time any... any, any unless you've been sarcastic. Unless you've been And he, he orders red wine with fish. Oh, that's a you call your brother old bean. Yeah, I do call him old Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But I am English. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but it's the fact that when he orders that, and actually, actually Bond turns around and said, I should have known, red wine with fish. Yeah, it's a great line. And that wine's Grant up. Yeah, and yeah. I love that bit where, where they're on the thing, because they have grilled sole, Nash has a red Chianti with the fish, which of course is the, you know, the obvious thing they're going to say. I wouldn't know with that. If someone knew they got to drink it. <laughs> I don't think it really matters. But being back there... Yeah, I think, think yeah, it was a bad thing. Yeah, because wine well, was relatively more. When it was the class, the class system was sort of shaking in the 60s yeah, weren't yeah, it yeah. people were starting to well, well I don't want to be like that but yeah. it was still there that older generation used that to keep younger people and I think in loads of cinema around in British cinema it was always like that mm, yeah. wasn't it that oh you, you know you, you don't even know what wine to have with the bloody thing nah, nah, nah. it like it's fucking, we know Dave you go in Italy and that they don't they drink fucking no, they drink drink shit <laughs> just drink it now uh, do you want to talk about the, 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 the fight scene on the, the, the train because you love this you? and I do as well I think it's amazing yeah because uh, right when, with Spectre, there was a massive hype, weren't that? Oh, it's got a ski scene again mm. that turned out to be crap. Yeah. And the other one was, it's going to have an amazing fight scene. Got got a bloody kickbox head, David Batista, isn't it? It's an amazing fight. And it's not that great, is it? And I like it, I think it's good. Oh, no, it's not, it's like, not this like this. No, no. You, know, you know, like I said, you're sort of knowing the Spectre, yeah, he's always going to win. Yeah. I know you do a bit in that, but you think, oh, he's going to hurt him. Yeah. And he does hurt him. Oh, he nearly gets, he nearly kills him. Yeah. He nearly kills him in this. I mean, yeah, again, it's vicious fight. It's vicious fight, and the producers nearly, nearly wanted this trimmed because uh, Shaw and Connery rehearsed, rehearsed, and rehearsed, and they, they're both men. They're both like you know, right? We're going oh, to yeah, do that. Both, yeah. I mean, don't hit each other. They are. I mean, it's properly rehearsed and all that because, and they wanted it brutal. And there's, there's only one bit where the stunt doubles are used. And I think it's when they go both go through the door. And you can kind of tell, but it's really good editing. Oh, and it's really good. I mean, that film, this film is edited on the spot. It was eight on the spot, and there's yeah. loads of bits as well. You know the bit where at the beginning where um, Cleb goes and looks at the the fish eating each other, and then she backs away. Yeah, that's yeah. a reverse shot. Oh. She actually walked away from oh, yeah, the that. Yeah. And you wouldn't know again. No, no. You wouldn't know. It's wonderful editing. It's the scene that that fight scene. It's, I still think it's the best fight. Yeah. Well, again, another thing. You know, you know when the window goes through. Do you know why they did that? Right. So you could hear the train. 
So it reminded you that yeah. they were still moving. But the thing is with that, they kept using this scene. They tried it with Jaws as well, didn't they? And that yeah. was my problem sometimes with Bond. Oh, but that really worked, didn't that? We'll use it, it again. It don't yeah, work. Yeah. It just worked with that scene because you'd never sort of, like I said, I think that's the best fight in every Bond, apart from the rooftop fight. Oh, from, um, gosh, yeah. From, from uh, it's the one in Japan, isn't it? For I your eyes, gonna... no, for your eyes. Yeah, yeah, anyway. From... That's my favourite ever Bond fight scene, that is. Have you only lived twice? Yeah. yeah. Just because you think, my God, he's going to get his head kicked in. Oh, yeah. And he probably does. I but he don't give a shit. Nah. He's fighting fucking four It's just right as he's running along. And, he, and the, ca- the, camera, the, the camera pans the away. Yeah, and he yeah. knows that he's going to probably yeah. get battered. And I love that scene. And that's what I want Bond to be. And then, Sometimes and then, not thinking. <laughs> and then you get the bit where you see him jump off. Jump onto them boxes and roll out, and clearly that's a stuntman because he pops round. Hello. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, this you are right. This this scene in this training is so so good, yeah. so well done, and proper violent. I mean, it's proper physical violent. Like I said, the reason why that was so good because the fact that you felt that bloke's head yeah. bounce off that pulled away thing. from that again. I want that back. I want that. Back. I don't want him to be. To me, he's not a superhero. No, he's not a superhero. No. He's a fucking flawed hero. Yeah, yeah. Not really a hero, really. He does things generally for himself. Mm. Doesn't he? He gets vengeance in his head and then he wants to kill right, everyone. Yeah. Now, the only reason why, actually, the only thing that saves him is, of course, Q's, uh, Q's briefcase. Yeah. Because doing that, opening it up and the towel kind of bombed yeah, out yeah. of his face, that's how he can get on him. And then we see Bond buggering off. And you got and there's a classic homage here when they escape, they get in the car with the flowers because old Tanya's all drugged up and yeah. that. And, uh, and Bond knows Grant do that. That's a good thing about that. But there's a really nice homage, of course, to North by Northwest, yeah. where you see Connery going over. Connery does all his own sentinels, and Connery nearly got killed yeah. because the helicopter pilot was inexperienced. I mean, you, can you imagine that nowadays? <laughs> and when you watch it, that helicopter narrowly misses him several times, yeah, yeah. and then he hides underneath and shoots him, and shoots the, the helicopter yeah, yeah. and blows. A classic miniature going on there. Yeah. And then, it, but I, I must admit, it's that the, the film kind of they get to the river and then off they go and then the blows. Mister Bond, you must stop, you know. And you're saying he blows it up with the, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. With the, the you know, the, the thingy gun. The next thing you know, the film ends when they're on the boat. Off we go with the, the sex tape in the in the water. Seems yeah. to end really quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's only a short film, really. I, I, like I said, I think it's better when it's short. Our Bond, I, I do. I think my problem with the new ones, I tried to pad, pad them out to make them proper films. Mm. They're never proper films. I don't mean that negatively. I just mean it's not a narrative based fucking film, right? Yeah, it's yeah. never gonna be. You want the things in it, so make it short and sharp. Short and sharp, it's always better with an action film. Mm. I think mm. you might come over two hours, it gets a bit dull. It does get, it does get a bit dull. But I mean, it is, a, it is, as you say though, it is, it is my favourite Bond film. If, right, I always say, right, if you'd never met someone, mm. they go, right, I, I've not, I, or say a younger kid, yeah. right, which is, you know, because we're old now, <laughs> said, oh, I've never saw a Bond film. What, mm. what are the favourite Bond films? What, what, Bond film, would you lend me to get me Bond? Mine would be this. Yeah. It'd be this in Live and Let Die. Yeah. They'd be what I say. Them two, the best Roger Moore film and the best Sean Connery film. That's, that's all you need, isn't it? What would you say is the best, if you had to pick one scene out of all, all the of Bond them. films, what would it that, be? That sums up that, oh, oh that's quite, oh, oh God. On the spot. Don't think about it too much. Just what's the first thing that comes into your head? It's it maybe the rooftop fight. The rooftop fight. Okay. Because that's when I think in my head of when I fall back down. I think like you saying, that's something that bomb rooftop. Right. What about you? It's the opening theme to Spy Who Loved Me with uh, the wonderful music of uh, Bond seventy seven and uh, skiing down and off the roof. Down, dun, 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 you know, uh, yeah, yeah. Dun, 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 and the parachute opens into Union Jack. Every time I watch that, I might my, my, the hair sticks up on the back of my neck. And I get very emotional with it. Oh, it's pure, pure. So that, or it's like uh, Roger Moore's amazing safari suit in uh, *After Pursuit*. <laughs> that when he's in India, that is an amazing safari suit. <laughs> but it is ridiculous. We asked Harvey the other day what happened to his. Safari what happened suit? to his safari suit? <laughs> <laughs> so that's from Russia with love. Now, of course, it wouldn't be Christmas Cow, would it? We've had Without a Christmas email, Mr. Rob Rob K. Rob Kringle. <laughs> Rob Kringle. Rob Kringle. <laughs> no. So here we go once again. I've only briefly looked at this. Rob K. Hello, Waffles. Merry Christmas to you and Mad Dog Face Kelly and Peter, if he is on your show. I like Peter. He has a lovely head. Fortunately, mm-hmm. Peter couldn't be here because he's, uh, he's working at the moment. He did, he did want to try and join. Yeah, no, he loves his bun, doesn't he? He loves his bun. I hope you are all finished your Christmas shopping. Mummy's getting me a Sega Mega Drive. I oh. likes the Mega Drives. I get the Sonic Hedgehog game. I likes it when Sonic is piped off by Dr. Robot- Robotnik and comes all big all over the screen. 
Does you like Sir John Lewis advert with the bouncy dog and badger? <laughs> it is better than the one last Christmas when the old man asked Santa for a telescope so he could spy on the little girl in her bedroom. <laughs> yeah, I, went, I went to Amsterdam with my friends Goosey, Insect Pete, oh. Johnny Elbow and Bill. We went on the ferry and it was brilliant. There was a cinema on the boat and we see Alien 3. In Amsterdam, it was really good. We go to Red Light District and goes to a sex show on Saturday morning. Can I just say now, I think he's answered all his questions there while he's like he is. He <laughs> likes to go to Amsterdam for a break. Yep. Say no more, listeners. Say no so. more. Uh, there was only us three, us there, sitting in front of a crash mat like he was in the PE at school with a blanket over it and a man and woman covered. <laughs> we, 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 we went to we the same one. We were at the back. <laughs> the man and woman comes out and does full sex in front of us. They finished and then they leaves and another couple comes out and does it too and then finishes and then another couple comes out and does it sit, sits too. When they finishes, the naked woman gets up and picks up the sex blanket. <laughs> and, <laughs> and wafts it in Bill's face and he gets a mouthful of hair and dried up stuff. <laughs> he was picking hair out of his trout all the way back to the ferry. On ferry, he has a runny nose and thinks he must have catched the AIDS. <laughs> One of the girls at the sex shows reminds me of Gypsy ex-girlfriend because she was big and fat and ugly. It makes me sad waffles. I have been called up for jewellery duty, <laughs> so I had to go to court and help decide if murderers and perverts and stuff did it because I'm wise and clever and fair. That's what the letter says. You ask for a Christmas poem, I'm writing it now and we'll send it to Lolo. Waffles. Wicked. So, the next day. Here we go. Happy Christmas to you, Waffles. I sent an email yesterday and Waffles and now he's sending you my poem. Came back from Amsterdam's yesterday morning. We went on the ferry, on the water, over to Amsterdam's and back. When we was there, we goes to Anne Frank Museum. She used to live in the loft. It was okay, but the sex ladies was better. You asked me to write a Christmas poem. I did. Mum helps me and we write it for you and Mad Dog Face Tits. <laughs> Bob K. Put the tits in there now. Rob K. Crisp-steamy poem. I like Christmas because I get to watch Home Alone and eat beef crisps. I like the bit where the shovel man hits the wet bandits. All I want for Christmas this year is to meet Mad Dog Face. I will be able to live with him forever at his place. He would hold me when I has a bad day and I would pipe him. Pipe him off. <laughs> whenever he says, I want Santas to come down my chimney and eat my pies. He loves all children's and people's, even those with no arms or eyes. Merry Christmas to all the Waffleys peoples out there. And from Rob K, has yourself a happy new year. Thank you, Rob K. I've noticed he's smells a bit more sexy content as to go with that. It is starting to worry me slightly. <laughs> I, I love think. the term piping off. That's brilliant. <laughs> I've never heard that a brilliant term. Uh, that's a new one. I need to know where that comes from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So thank you very much, Rob K. And uh, we'll end on that one. And we wish all our wonderful Waffle On listeners a very Merry Christmas and a Happy, happy New Year. Bye. And we'll be back. Oh, that was an easy group. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You've had it now, I've yeah. finished. <laughs> Uh, we'll see you in uh, 2017 plenty more of the same old shit (laughs) (laughs) take care and see you soon bye we're seeing you